Welcome back to the OU Shnei Mikra series and our study of Parshat Vayakel. This is Menachem Mitag, and in today's show we study Sheni, the second Aliyah, beginning in Perak Lamed Hay, Pasuk Chav Aleph. Today's Aliyah is very short, and it describes how the people answered Moshe Rabbeinu's request in the first Aliyah to make donations to build the Mishkan. Here we find the different groups of people that made the various donations. All the people of Israel, anyone from the camp whose heart lifted him up, Anyone whose spirit encouraged him to make this donation, they brought this truma for God, for all the work necessary to build the tent of meeting and for all the work that's needed to put this Mishkan together, and also for making the garments of the Kohanim. The men came together with the women, some commentators explain the men came after the women. We'll try to explain why we have this strange use of words talking about how the men and the women both brought these donations. Kona Divlev, everyone whose heart caused them to volunteer. Here we're going to find a list of the different types of jewelry that the people brought. Most likely, this jewelry was donated by the women themselves because we find jewelry more often by women than by men. And that's why we mention that the men came together with the women, indicating that the first people to donate, and who were the most eager to donate, were the women who were willing to give up from their jewelry. And their men came afterwards and gave some of their gold as well. What were these items? There were bracelets, there were earrings, there were finger rings, all made out of gold. So here we see how the people were very eager to volunteer their various types of gold to help build the Mishkan. Any person who had different types of wool or material, be it blue wool, purple wool, silken linen, or goat skins, or arot elim madamim, rot chashim, these people donated their goods as well. Now we continue with the other precious metals that were brought. Anyone who donated or brought with machsita shekel, the required half shekel that every person had to bring, anyone bringing silver or copper, they brought this donation to God. Anyone who had in his possession acacia wood, the main wood that was used for building all these kelim, anything needed for the building or construction of the Mishkan, that was all brought to Moshe. All the women who were skilled in the work of spinning yarn, they donated their time to spin the various types of yarn that was needed. They brought this burn yarn, again, the different types of wool and silk and linen that were needed to construct the Mishkan. Extra skilled women who had that ability, they volunteered and spun all the goat's wool that was necessary to make the Uriot for the upper cover of the Mishkan. The Shoam stones and the precious stones that were needed for the Ephon and the Choshen, those were brought by the princes of the tribes. That could be for one of two reasons, because the names of the various tribes were written on these stones, therefore the leaders of these tribes brought them, or it could be because the Nassim were of a higher social class, hence most likely were wealthier, they had in their possession these fancy stones, and therefore they were able to donate them, Veta Bosem, Veta Shaman, the different perfumes, and the olive oil, the olive oil for lighting the menorah, 
and the different spices and perfumes to make the anointing oil and the ktoret that went on the mizbach ktoret. Any male or female whose heart inspired them to donate, to bring all the items for the work that God had commanded Moshe to tell Bnei Israel to make, Bnei Israel brought this donation to God. Before we conclude today's aliyah, one point we should make, the question arises, where did Bnei Israel get all these materials from if they were slave people coming out of Egypt and they were rushed out of Egypt and they were living in the desert? How could it be that they had so much wealth and so many items that they were able to donate and keeping in mind that much of the gold was already donated to build the golden calf? The only logical explanation of this would be that when they left Egypt, when they borrowed all these different items and God commanded them to take advantage of the situation, that the Egyptians were willing to lend them whatever they wanted in order that they go as quickly as possible to worship the God in the desert, it seems from all these donations that they did a very good job of borrowing as much as they could from the Egyptian people. In our discussion of that topic earlier in Sefer Shemot, we discussed the moral implications of this and how we could consider this as back wages and part of God's master plan that when we leave Egypt, he would fulfill his promise to Avram Avinu that they would leave with great wealth, with Rukhush Gadol. We won't deal with that topic at this time. However, if we want to understand where all these items came from, most likely it came from the different objects that they brought from the Egyptians right after the 10th plague when they were being rushed to leave Egypt to serve the God in the desert. We also see in this process of building the Mishkan, there's an emphasis on this group effort, how it appears that there was a lot of unity at this time. And how many people volunteered in order to get this Mishkan and project completed this can be seen not only as rehabilitation for what happened in the sin of the golden calf, but also preparation to become God's people when they set up a nation in the land of Israel. In order to become a nation, people in different tribes have to learn how to work together to do all sorts of projects. The first project here is building a house for God, but to establish a nation, you need to build roads and establish communities, build an army, build a judicial system, and an economic system, and an educational system. All these different skills of nation-building will be necessary when we become a nation in the land of Israel. Here we get our first practice of doing a joint project as a nation. And this not only will serve as rehabilitation for what happened at the Golden Calf, but also prepare us for nationhood. Why that failed will be the topic of Sefer Bamidbar. In tomorrow's show, we continue the study of the preparation to build the Mishkan and we'll focus on the choice of the proper person to be in charge of all this construction.